As a resident of New York City, I step on several sidewalk cracks every single day, and yet my mother's back is perfectly fine. I also find myself walking under sidewalk sheds, which is this scaffolding that allow pedestrians to walk safely below it while builders work above on ladders, and I have survived for 15 years. And some of my favorite pets have indeed been black cats. Many superstitions were created by our ancestors to control behavior by scaring people into doing or not doing what was desired. And they continue to work wonders on people today. And I thought that we'd go behind the scenes of some of the more popular and less popular superstitions in today's tiny sode titled Highly Superstitious. Salty or sweet? For me, definitely salty. I can't imagine life without it, here in the era of refrigerators, which helps keep the cost of salt relatively low. Well, thousands of years ago, it was highly valuable. In fact, Roman soldiers would sometimes be paid in salt, which is where we get the word salary. Salt was vital to preserving food, making mummies, and, of course, it's oh-so-yummy. So back in the day, spilling salt was a much bigger deal than it is today. But even we sophisticated future folk will still be compelled to snag a pinch of spilled salt and throw it over our left shoulder to undo the bad luck of the spilled salt by blinding the demons behind you on the left side. Because, as we all know, left is evil, and right divine. Scattered curiosity, if you look at Leonardo da Vinci's painting of the Last Supper, you'll notice that Judas Iscariot has knocked over the salt just hours before betraying his best buddy, Jesu Christe, and running off to hang himself. Saying God bless you after a sneeze goes all the way back to the ancient Greeks, Egyptians, and Romans who asserted that your soul resides in your breath, and that sneezing can shoot the soul right out of you, which is nothing to sneeze at. Being blessed would put your soul right back in place. And during the outbreak of the Black Plague, Europeans took notice that an infected person would have sneezing fits during the final days of their suffering from the plague, and those exposed to the sneezing got sick too. God bless us, everyone! Scattered Curiosity... Romans would say, Jupiter preserve you as far back as 150 AD when Tiberius Caesar was said to have driven a chariot around Rome's tri-state area and blessed sufferers of a similar contagion to the Black Plague. And while we're talking about the Black Plague, let's move on to the superstition of black cats being bad luck. I'm sure that you're all aware that Egyptians held cats with high regard. In fact, their goddess Bast was a female black cat. And when Christianity became a big thing, Christians wanted to eliminate other religions of the world, and they saw the worship of a black cat as idolatry, 
and were convinced that black cats were actually demons that had possessed the Egyptians. Now, black was already associated with evil in the Christian world. You mix all those together, and you have Europeans ridding their town of black cats worshipped by those evil Egyptians. And any old lady who was taking care of these hell cats, well, she must be a witch. But really, lack of the black cat was bad luck for medieval Europeans and helped usher in the Black Plague. The plague was greatly spread from fleas that would travel on the backs of rats and infect people. Cats eat rats. The Egyptians didn't really suffer from the plague like that. And their farms were prosperous because their revered cats protected their crops. Consequently, the superstition is that if a black cat crosses your path, it is bad luck. Although another popular version of this is that if a black cat is walking towards you, it's actually good luck. But if it walks away from you, it takes the luck with it. So now you have a 50-50 chance of having good luck. Although most stray cats just run away from everyone. And to piggyback on the motif surrounding the color black... Did you know that one of the reasons why people started wearing black to mourn the death of a loved one was to warn others to stay away from them for a period of time? See, a lot of cultures thought that death was contagious. And why shouldn't they? Just look at what happened with the Black Plague. In fact, it was a required practice in Rome to wear black while in mourning for this very reason. And going back to the idea of left being evil and right being divine, getting out of the wrong side of the bed is bad luck. And that side is the left side. And some Las Vegas hotels will even purposely put a bed against the left wall to ensure your good luck. Although some European cultures hold that you can get out of either side of the bed, providing that it is the same side that you entered it from. What about crossing your fingers? Did you know that it used to be kind of like a gang symbol back in the early days when Christianity was illegal? And what would happen was Christians would show crossed fingers to identify themselves to other Christians. These days, People cross their fingers for good luck and, for some bizarre reason, when they tell a lie, perhaps they believe that the power of the cross will protect them from their sin. Lucky sevens. This one is heavily based on the Bible. God made the heaven and earth in six days and rested on the seventh, the Sabbath. There are seven heavenly virtues, and King Solomon's temple was built in seven years. Popular groups of sevens are the seven seas, the seven wonders of the world, the seventh inning stretch, seven days of the week, and seven continents. One of the busiest days in casino history was July 7th, 2007, or 777, although not all sevens are lucky. Don't forget the seven deadly sins or the seven sacraments, seven plagues, and the seven seals of revelations. And if you break a mirror, you will have seven years bad luck. This superstition stems from a few different places. Citizens of ancient Rome held that a person's life was renewed in cycles of seven years 
to reflect, no pun intended, the cycles of the moon. It was also widely believed that reflections held a person's soul, whether in a mirror or in a puddle. So if you broke a mirror, you also broke the soul in the reflection until it renewed itself in seven years. Narcissus was trapped by the love of his own reflection. Evil! And Jewish customs will even cover a mirror when a family member dies so the soul doesn't get trapped on its way to heaven. Then there's the number 13. This is one of the most widely recognized superstitions, which may actually have some validity. On Friday the 13th, 1307, the French ruler, King Philip IV, ordered the execution of hundreds of the medieval Knights of Templar, who had formed 188 years earlier to protect Christians making the pilgrimage to the Holy Land, and these knights could cross any border that they wanted, tax-free, and were exempt from any authority other than the Pope. This kind of power did not sit well with King Philip IV, who, consequently, was in debt to these knights who had been fighting his holy wars with England for years and years. So, the easy solution to his problem was extinction. And these holy bearded knights of the Crusades were tortured into confessing that they had spit on the cross to join the Templar, and they were charged with blasphemy, homosexuality, and heresy, even though there was no proof ever found of any of this. Remember the scene in Indiana Jones in the Last Crusade where the old knight is telling Harrison Ford to choose Jesus' wine goblet? That's a Templar knight. Friday the 13th has been bad luck ever since. Even for Kevin Bacon, who I totally forgot had gotten his neck sliced open by Jason Voorhees in the movie Friday the 13th. But the mysterious power behind 13 goes way beyond the day. The number itself is bad luck. Vikings heeded the 13th tenet attending the banquet of the gods, Loki, and the 13th person to sit down to dinner at the Last Supper was Judas Iscariot. Jesus was crucified on a Friday, by the way, and we call it Good Friday for some sick reason. Then there was the tragic Apollo 13 mission. And have you ever noticed that a lot of buildings don't have a 13th floor? The elevator buttons go 12 and then 14. Fear of the number 13 is called triskaidophobia. Although ancient Egyptian and Chinese cultures believe 13 to be lucky. Scattered curiosity, in 1881, the 13 Club was formed in New York to debunk the number's powers and they met for dinner on Friday the 13th in room 13 at 8.13 p.m., and in order to enter the room, which was adorned with piles of unlucky spilled salt, they had to first walk under a ladder. Thirteen clubs were a fad up until the 1920s. And then you have horseshoes. Ancient Greeks used horseshoes to protect the feet of these honored animals, and... They would apply these iron Nikes to a hoof with seven nails. Egyptians, Romans, Greeks, 
and Babylonians believed that the U-shape of a horseshoe resembled the crescent moon, which is supposed to promote luck, fertility, renewal, and can help chase nightmares away. Now, there are a few different beliefs in the luckiest way to hang a horseshoe. Some believe that if the U-shape is upside down, it pours out your luck, which is bad. So, having the U-shape facing up holds the luck in. Yet others say that the upside-down U showers luck down onto you, which is why many times you'll see two horseshoes hanging on the wall in both directions. A bit of luck insurance. And most horseshoes still have seven holes in them today. Have you ever heard the superstition of three on a match? which is the lighting of three cigarettes with the same match? Well, this superstition also had some validity at a time. Going all the way back to the Crimean War through the World Wars, if three soldiers lit a cigarette from the same match, the light from the match and the gathering of the three men in close proximity standing perfectly still would make them fish in a barrel to enemy snipers. Rabbit's feet are lucky for you, but unlucky for the rabbit. Rabbits are fertile animals that can outmaneuver creatures that hunt them with their powerful hind legs. Ironically, the left hind leg is the luckiest one. Stage actors often have them on their makeup cases in their dressing rooms, which is just tradition now, but back in the day, makeup would be applied using rabbit's feet. Knocking on wood also dates far back to the times when people believed that helpful spirits lived in trees, and knocking on the trees would call the spirits out. And in our ever-evolving, unwooden world, it has become acceptable to simply say knock on wood or actively knock on any surface, which is stupid. It should be wood. Have you ever pulled on a wishbone of a turkey in one? Well, that is the action that gave us the expression to get a lucky break. The Thanksgiving tradition brought to the Americas from England by the pilgrims actually had its roots even further back to the ancient Romans, who did the same thing but with chickens. And the Romans adopted it from the Etruscans that lived around Italy in 800 BCE. Though the Etruscans didn't break the wishbone, they just wished on the whole Y-shaped thing. And I never heard this superstition before, but I like it. You shouldn't bring your broom with you when you move to a new house, but rather you should buy a new broom and before you sweep dust out of your new house, you should actually sweep something in first. Otherwise, you will sweep out your good luck. And I'll leave you with three more superstitions that I had never heard of before researching this episode. Number one, it is bad luck to turn a loaf of bread upside down after you have cut a slice from it. You should not leave your house out of a different door than you came in from. And if you dream about a lizard, you have a mysterious enemy.
If you'd like to help us keep the curiosities coming, please rate us on iTunes, SoundCloud, or your favorite podcast platform. And don't forget to visit scatteredcuriosities.com for exclusive free downloads and to donate to the show.